Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Amigos, the show where Aaron and I answer Discord's burning questions. Mm. We're going to lead things off with a question from Christian Russell. He says, in the Atari ST Show 7, it was mentioned that when Gauntlet was at the peak of its popularity, the cabinet could make as much as $4,000 a month. His question is, did manufacturers, i.e. Atari, get a cut of arcade profits? Now, Aaron, as far as I'm aware, the answer is no. The Atari made their money when the machine was sold. Have you heard anything different? I'm not. Now, I think Atari did own some arcades, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, a lot of those companies did, like, you know, uh, but uh, uh, like Sega did, too. I don't know that for certain either, but I don't. I never have heard of them, like, getting a cut for one thing how would you even know you know because right and we know that arcade owners are what i would call the most scrupulous bunch so, <laughs> no, and they're I, not I, pillars I, of the community i count myself sure. amongst their number now so yeah i wouldn't give them jack squat <laughs> that was a real uh, question right there that wasn't it, like a wacky yeah. one that was like somebody wanted to know information sorry right uh graham w Vebke asks at the Australian Computer Museum Society I recently went to, which was awesome, Graham. I love seeing your pictures of that. Yeah, that was awesome. It was a really good conversation about if Commodore released the Amiga 600 as the Amiga 300, as the designers wanted, that things could have been different for Commodore. I think not because of management decisions, but what are your thoughts on this, Aaron? Listen, you could have called that thing birthday cake, and it was still going to die a death. Because by the time the 600 came out, like, nobody wanted that. And I'm telling you, I was I was in the Amiga scene. I was full on getting the magazines, the whole nine yards. And I can tell you that that thing, uh, that thing came out with a resounding thud. Like, you could name it whatever you want. Now, if what they're, what Graham was talking about, so maybe they released it earlier. Like, if that had been the progression, for, if that had been the natural uh, next evolution of, like, the 5,000 or the 500 or something... You know, I don't know, but I mean, you know, they held on to that hardware for too long. That was one of the big problems they had. And even the 1200, I mean, it was time to go at that point. No one wanted another, like, slightly souped up Amiga 500. So, no, I don't think that would have done jack squat. Yeah. I mean, if they would have released the 300 as ultra budget, like $100, but then also put out, like, a, a, a true successor to uh you know to the like the the ombre or the triple a chipset or whatever uh but i mean that didn't happen nothing like that happened. you're not buying it, 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 are just, you, but... if it was just if it was just released as a 300 instead of the 600 nothing would have changed unless they would have released yeah. it like dirt cheap i mean cheap yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, graham his second question is marshall or wvu well uh for for me uh neither uh, but uh, I, I don't have any affinity to either school because I went out of state. But uh, for sports and stuff like that, I'll usually be more inclined to tune into a WVU game than a Marshall game because WVU is a lot more competitive these days. I, I went to Marshall, uh, uh, so but it's funny the whole my whole tenure there when I worked at the radio station, I did nothing but mock the football team because when I was there, they were they were horrible. Horrible and they're team. horrible again. Well, but well, no, that's not true. They're not horrible at all. They, they, their coaches won coach of the year. They, they're not horrible at all. It's just that, and they've been good for Marshall? a long time. Marshall University football. Marshall was good when Randy Moss was there. They're and still then they good. A long that's, period of decline. Where no, they suck. that's incorrect. 
<laughs> you don't follow Marshall. That's not true. In fact, the guy from Hurricane was the coach. He won coach of the year a bunch of times. Where where are they going to bowls? Where are the bowl games? They listen. They they're in a lower. Not good man. Well, no, that's they're not low true. tier. Yeah, they're they're like the world's tallest midget. Congratulations. Listen to me, dipstick. Marshall sucks. Don't don't walk in paths that you're not familiar with, my friend. Marshall doesn't suck, but they they're not in the Big Twelve. Okay, they're yeah. in the. Well, I'm just saying that doesn't mean they suck. They're just in a lower yeah, division. That's, that's like saying all the soccer the teams that aren't in the, in the main one, all the ones in the sub levels are garbage. That's not fair. You said it, not me. They also played competitive with WVU in uh, many, many years there. So it's not like they were ultra crap. But they, they to answer the question in an educated way, Marshall plays in a a, a football uh, platform that is several steps down from the one WVU plays in. Now, with that said. WVU is in what's called the Big 12, and they get repeatedly, like, they don't do jack squat in the Big 12. As soon as they moved up there, they've been getting murdered. Uh, and Marshall does quite well at their lower-tiered division. So, well, here's the thing. It, it, it all depends on if, if you care about money or not. Because WVU's happy to get murdered in the Big 12 because they're raking in cash because they're part of the Big 12 TV deal. But he didn't ask Aren't that. He just asked oh. which one we support. I was just trying to explain what the difference is. But it doesn't matter that you're making this into a thing. It's not a thing. WVU we makes a ton more money. Five more minutes on this question. No, you, can we I finish? Let me out. finish. Okay, My go God, ahead. interrupted Bill. Let me finish here. WVU does worse in a better division than Marshall. Marshall has had their glory period in the past. WVU had a glory period as well. Neither one of them are really in what I would call glory period right now. And Marshall's performing better. Uh, but the landscape of college football has changed quite a bit. And now WVU may do better in their division because their division got a lot worse in the offseason this year. Uh, I, in West Virginia, there aren't that many teams to root for, really. We've really already got the two colleges of any consequence. And, and again, Marshall's several steps down for WVU. So I don't really watch that much college football, but I have rooted for both in the past and will probably do so again. There you go. Question three. Do you like slaw in your hot dogs, chili sauce, mustard, onions? Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I don't like slaw. I can tell you that right now. Oh, uh, I do like mustard. I like onions. Uh, what was the other one? Chili sauce. No, no. I don't eat that. I like ketchup on there, too. I have changed. This is one of those things that has changed as I have grown older. When I was a kid, I only wanted ketchup on the hot dog. I didn't want anything else. Now I, see my the kid hot dog, now I see the hot dog as a multi-condiment delivery device to my face. So whatever you can physically pile onto a hot dog and not make it collapse in my hand, I will willingly stuff that into my mouth. Load it up, man. Slaw, chili sauce, onions, uh, those little crispy onion things that you buy like in the can. Put some of those on there. Yeah. Yeah, I want it all. Yeah, I don't I don't like that much. I don't want slaw or chili on there. You don't do you not like like a chili on a or I'm sorry, do you not like slaw on a barbecue sandwich? I don't either? like slaw full stop. And I don't like mm. chili full stop. So no, I don't mm. eat that. Okay. Okay. Uh Mr. Dave six three oh nine asks, given the chance I would bring Cupid doll from Candy Co. to life, which I think is one of those anime girls. Which video game character would you bring to life? Uh, Candy Co. is that uh, is that Tiras eighty game? We play with the with the all the different uh, uh, all the different it's, conveyor belts, and I think there was a Koopy doll, and maybe that's what he's talking about. Okay. If I can, if I can bring a video game girl to life, wow! 
It just says character, not girl. You can choose. Listen, it's going to be a girl. Uh, okay. Well, I, I don't know a character. You might be able to get like a genie or something. What are you? You have a thought on that? Um, I've never really wanted to bring a video game character to life. To be honest with you, really? Well, I mean, okay. Like, have there been hot video game girls that I wish would hang out with me? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go that route, then yeah, like all of them. You can't na- can't narrow it down, eh? Um, I don't know. The maybe gadget from the Rescue Rangers NES game. Again with this thing. What is wrong with you? You're in a weird mood tonight. I'm going to go with um, Ooh la la. Uh, Ooh la la. Well, listen, that would be the worst choice if I'm, uh, if, choice. I'm if I'm honest. Um, I you know Samantha Fox had a poker game, so that would. Be- of course, she's already alive, so that probably doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> and trust me, you don't want to bring her digitized version to life. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's, that's a, you got a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Like you want to pick something for, that's from the modern era of graphics. Yeah. You don't want to get something. You don't get something from back in the day. Even something you know, well proportioned like the original Lara Croft. Yeah, you know, in real life. Is it frightening? I think. And now Laura Croft, the the better looking version. I mean, in terms of graphically, she's like she looks like she's about fourteen. So that's out. Right. You can't do that anymore. I'm just gonna not answer that one. I, uh, maybe some sort of genie or something that could grant me wishes or something. But I'm not gonna get because you're getting to know. I didn't thought about the resolution of the character bringing them to life. That could be a problem. You don't want to bring like the dragon from uh uh what was that? Oh, what was that? Uh, the old D and D game on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. The, oh, uh, yeah, the Duck Dragon Adventure. Yeah, the Duck Dragon. That's a free, <laughs> just this big series of blocks is coming at you. It's like, oh yeah. god. I think that there were that Adam Sandler movie. Uh, they 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 did. They had a scene where that the Duck Dragon attacked. Did anyone see that movie? I didn't see it. I didn't either. And I like old video games, so it must be a dog. Mm-hmm. They lost me to Adam Sandler. Yeah, Mister Rocket asks, "What is your favorite computer console or arcade game?" Featuring characters from the black and white comedy era. Three Stooges. Easy. I, I'm trying to think of another game that fits that bill. I can't think of another one, so I'll say Three Stooges. There's got to be a Laura and Hardy game out there, or a uh, a little tramp game or something. Surely, because those are big <laughs> licenses, right? You, know, you don't think so? You don't think there's a you Fatty know? Arbuckle game that's right around the corner? <laughs> or, a, or a Little Orphan Annie? I bet Annie was in a game. <laughs> this, this, these are great questions. Yeah, Betty Boo. I would not. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I oh, just Popeye. Don't know. He had game. He had games, and he was a black and white cartoon yeah, for a while. Yeah, that definitely. Uh, yeah, that definitely counts. <laughs> um, yeah, I just can't think of anything else though. Um, Chris Folds asks: It's the Commonwealth Games here in the UK. What are your favorite Olympic style sports to watch? Oh man, um, I like anything that is like okay. I take time, and it's going to be controversial, okay. But to, for me, judged events are not sports. Like hot take, yeah. Like anything that is judged, like you know, subjectively by a a, a, a person instead of like a clear winner or a clear placement to me, that's like, I respect the athletic ability that's involved, but it's almost more like an art form. You know, it's almost like a performance 
which you you've judged versus something like you know if you go the opposite extreme where you have uh you know a race where whoever breaks the tape they're the winner you know so for me i like watching anything that there's actually a clear winner a competition that's not judged by a a panel of judges yeah the, ch- the chat brings up an interesting uh, conundrum what about boxing where there are boxing three- falls in the middle it falls in the middle cuz it is judged but there can be a clear winner. Obviously, if you knock a guy out, there's a clear winner. Olympic judging um, is uh, not so good, Al, uh, for right. boxing. You yeah. know, uh, listen, I know that was a hot, controversial take, but I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. Now, uh, uh, because anytime you've got the human element, uh, you've got dumb idiots that can get bought, screw up, or generally suck. And so we've seen it over and over, including in boxing, including in diving and gymnastics and in figure skating, uh, over and over, you've got crooked uh, dipsticks who make dumb calls. And so I can understand that. I believe the question was, which would you enjoy watching? So I'm just going to take, even though I think you're right, I'll probably still pick uh, gymnastics, ladies' gymnastics. Uh, it's my favorite uh, Olympic event to watch because I'm a wrestling fan and I'm a I'm a martial arts fan, and I like those goofy kung fu movies where they do those long sequences. And that's what that's gymnastics. I get the same sort of high from that. I like watching the floor exercises. My particular favorite uh, to watch these uh, the performances on these. And I like the dudes too, but I like the I like watching the girls do it. Uh, and, and so I would say that's my personal favorite is, would probably be ladies gymnastics, particularly the floor exercise. But yes, you're right. The judging, it's garbage. Uh, David Hearn Ryder asks, was Leisure Suit Larry a pioneer or a pervert? Pioneer, because they 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 tapped into something with Leisure Suit Larry, whether you like the games or not, or even think it was a good thing to do. They saw a, a market there and they and they pounced on it. Plus. Uh, this was the era where you're like, you know, we can make these games for adults as opposed to just uh, teenagers or, or little kids. Uh, and uh, and Leisure Suit Larry fit all the bills. It was definitely an adult game. It was uh, um, it went into areas that games normally didn't go. So I, I, I think it was sort of a pioneer in that area. Well, I, I was thinking that he was asking about the character himself. Oh, he's you know, a little Larry creep. Laughed. Right. He's a, but I mean, I but, like him. Leisure suit wearing disco guy. I'm okay with so that. You know, you know it, it, it depends on if you're talking about the game or the person, I guess. But I agree with you about all the points that you talked about uh, there. You know, I thought, you know, I played Leisure Suit Larry when I was a kid. Like I was still in elementary school when I played Leisure Suit Larry. And I didn't understand half of the stuff that was in it. But I that was the most that was my first encounter with a graphics based uh, text adventure. And to me, it was so far ahead. Like when I got in that taxi and they said, where do you want to go? And I thought, and, and without any guides or anything, I just said, I wonder if there's a casino in this game. So I typed in casino and the guy was like, all right. And he pulls up in front of a casino. My mind was blown. And I literally thought that you could travel anywhere in the universe in this game. What a great so, feeling that must have been. I mean, I yeah. love when that kind of stuff happens. It's a happy coincidence. And when you, back in those days, when you realize a game is bigger than you think it is, and it, and you it's even bigger than it is, that's always mm-hmm. an awesome feeling. So I bet that was great. Yeah. yeah. A jazz dog has a interesting question. Okay, get ready to listen. Because this is a this is a deep one. Okay, man. While meditating at a hidden temple high in the snowy peaks of a forbidden mountain, you are approached by a local monk. 
leans down and whispers, 10,000 rivers flow into one city. With a slight smile, he continues on his way. What do you glean from the monk's wisdom? Well, if I lived in that city, I would make sure I had good flood insurance, boat. That's what I would say. Or maybe mm. lived on a boat. Mm. Uh, that would that'd be where I'd get. Because 10,000 rivers, yeah. you know? And the thing is, I don't like seafood or fish. So that's a city I'm not going to be interested in going to. Yeah. You want the uh, the the wide open plains where there are grass fed cattle and happy pigs in the sty. Well, you maybe one river or like Point Pleasant's got a couple rivers that like join. Well, you want to have one river to carry the sewage out. But ten thousand rivers, I mean, my God, just think of the logistics of that. Well, think uh, about Minnesota; it's the land of ten thousand lakes. That's true, but they don't run through the city. See, there's, a, there's a, I don't think, I hope not anyway. So, yeah, what, what do you get out of a boat? I thought he was talking about our Discord community, you know, all these different people from all walks of life flowing into one place the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord. You're quite the worker, boat. Thank you, Mr. Rocket says, Do you pronounce it scone or scone? I say scoony. Hmm. Okay. Uh, when I'm talking to you or I'm talking to anybody, when scone talk cop- pops up, I'll say scone. But if I'm talking to somebody from England or somebody that I want to impress, I will say scone because I know that scone is the correct pronunciation. I don't think but, I've ever said scone or scone. I don't yeah, think well, I've ever, we don't, ever come we don't up. Have, we don't have occasion to talk scone too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a food we, we partake in around these parts. No. I agree. All right. Uh, and Chris Folds asks another scone-related question. <laughs> okay. He says, uh, "Do you put the you put the j- okay on a scone? Yeah, it's scone is in gone. Explain know. to people what a scone or scone is. Okay, but... I want to talk like I'm from here. Okay, so get ready. It's scone. Eat it, literally. So, um, this is, a scone is uh, it's like a hard biscuit." It's like a hard, crumbly, sweet biscuit. Uh-huh. That's what a scone is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Chris asks, do you put the on do you put the jam and then on first and then the clotted cream on top? Or the clotted cream first and then the jam? And I'll answer this that I've never had clotted cream in my life. It sounds nasty. I want some cool whip on that bad boy. That's real food. It's man food. You're not wrong, Boat. I don't like the idea of eating a hardened biscuit, to be honest with mm. you. I'd dip that sucker in some milk or something, you know, mm-hmm. and then you maybe, uh, uh, you know, I don't know about clotted cream. Hey, it might be good. I mean, we eat cheese whiz. Maybe that's the cream equivalent, right? Clots maybe so. And what was the thing? Jam on there? Yeah, Listen, jam. that sounds, well, you, I don't know how, if the thing's really hard, you dip it in a little milk, then you apply the accoutrement, then you eat that. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what order at that point. What you do is you get a couple of those suckers and put the crud in the middle, scone sandwich or sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. I'll eat anything that's a sandwich in sandwich mm, form. That's right. Um, Flack has three questions. His first question was, who was your favorite school teacher at K through 12? And have you spoken with them since graduating high school? I didn't like school very much, uh, to be honest with you. I would probably say the band director. I really liked Dale, uh, but he was a tough dude. Uh, uh, also Helen Hall, one of my, but I never had her. She was a teacher, but it wasn't one of my teachers, but I liked her. Uh, I've not talked to either of them. I think Dale has passed on some time ago. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I didn't have, uh, 
I had a teacher named Miss Runya that I thought was really nice. She was a language oh, yeah. teacher, and she was real nice to me. She loved frogs, as I recall. And uh, she really encouraged me to write, you know, so that was nice. Unless she was a freshman, high school freshman English <laughs> teacher, maybe sophomore. I would think it was sophomore. But, uh, no, nah, you know, I never had a super tight relationship with a teacher's boat. Mm. Um, my band director in high school was my hero. I looked up to him. I thought he was great. And then he went to jail. And uh, I have not spoken with him since uh, since he uh, well since since I graduated high school basically. Did he go to jail? Something I, we could talk about, or something we shouldn't talk about? Something we shouldn't talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I've said. Um, <clears throat> uh, Helen Hall, absolutely one of my favorite teachers, and I still speak to her. She still calls upon me for computer assistance, and so I yeah, go to her house. I covered that back in the early days, but yeah. Um, Karen Novisky. Uh, was one of my she was my 12th grade English teacher English teachers are usually pretty they're usually they're well I don't know you can go either way with English I teachers. think I knew Sometimes her daughter boat you know what really? I mean oh yeah okay um but uh yeah she uh she was a great teacher she encouraged me to read a whole bunch of books that I wouldn't have otherwise and I still uh speak to her on Facebook though not in person we don't really, you know, most of the teachers, Aaron, we're getting to the point in our lives where most of the teachers that we've had are getting up there, you know, and some of them aren't around anymore. Yeah, so. you got that right. And by the way, just a quick sidebar, Helen mm-hmm. Hall is the first person I ever saw who had a TI, and she bought like 10 TI-994As in a closet full of them. The next really? Time you, the next time you go over there, Boat, see how many of those TIs she's got left, because, I mean, she had a horde of them back in the day. Well, I've heard you tell that story before, and I didn't realize you were talking about Helen. Yeah, that was her. Well, she, had, she bought a ton of those things on super-duper mega closeout, yeah. <laughs> Question number two. Did you ever own any puppets or a ventriloquist doll? And while you answer that, Aaron, I will be right back. Okay. Uh, I Did I ever own a puppet? You know, I always wanted one of those cool puppets, like a Charlie McCarthy or or like maybe a Muppet, you know. But I I had some like sock puppets, but I mean they weren't cool. Like, cause if you got a cool puppet, you get the little sticks and you can like move their arms and stuff up and down, or maybe move their eyes. Like I never had a cool puppet. My puppets were just like the kind you stick your hand up and go like, "Hey, how you doing?" Blah blah blah. And normally we would use those to irritate pets. Or when Brent was born, I would just kind of traumatize him with it. I'm going to get you, blah, 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 stuff like that. But I didn't have a good puppet. Oh, look at that. So uh, I had a puppet, this guy. He is. Uh, he was my friend when I taught elementary school. And so... Uh, he looks like yeah. you with hair. That's uh, Yeah, exactly. The kids, th- I th- the kids thought he was my brother. So uh, Can you do yeah. a little something for us here, Boat? I can do a little something for you. It's a little silly voice, you know? And I can... It sounds just like your voice, Boat. Listen, I'm not the king of the silly voice. Make okay? a real silly one. Let's hear like an English accent. With, yeah, let's go for it. Good day, governor. Uh, chap. Um, scone. I'm just down with the, um. Boot- oh. Oh. <laughs> That's good, Sandy. Very good, boat. Thank you. Well, Thank that you. guy, should, he should host that. the show. He's great. You need to break him out more often. What do you need me for? What's that guy's name, Boat? You don't know his name? No. I I feel bad now. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me forlornly that I've never named him. You've never named him? I'm sure that I did, but, you know, it's been 12 years since I taught elementary school. Oh, man. Oh, Um, man. That was too much. (laughs) 
All right. And Flax, final question. Have you ever hit and or broken open a pinata? Yo, Listen. Oh yeah. There was a there was a there was a weird uh out of five years span where me and my buddies loved getting each other pinatas and humiliating each other. Of course the famous mm-hmm. one with the chud is That's the number the one, one one. But yeah. there have been others, you know. Uh, and uh, I too have whacked a pinata. Uh, you know, the pinatas we get in around here, they're not proper pinatas because they're not meant to be hit. If you go to right. Walmart and buy a pinata, they're like made of wood or something. It's so, like <laughs> you have to literally beat them with a ball Deal. bat to get the candy out because they've got they've got these lame ones. You know, this is another example of how the whole earth slide into the ditch. And you know, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing more fun when you're a kid and someone says, "Here, little boat." Uh, here's a stick. We're gonna put a blindfold on. We want you to just swing madly. As a kid, you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> All my dreams have come. But true. when you're a little boat, and they say, "Here, little boat. Here's your pinata. Just pull this string." It, who wants Dang. to do that? That's for geeks, you know. Dang. So you have to. But the new pinatas. The good thing is, is that you could you could really lay into them, and so that is fun to just really crush them. So yeah, so yeah. But I have hit the pinata. I'm guessing you have too, boat. I never have. I've never hit a pinata. Oh never. man! Next birthday for you, it's pinata time. I'm gonna you mark know, that dude, down. Your birthday's coming up, Aaron. No. You think there's any pinata in your future? No, I don't think so. We're not celebrating those no more. They would talk about that, but yeah, they're fun. They're all fun, and plus candy. That's true. That's true. Andy Craig writes, "I just watched your three-player worms game with Brent from 2016. Oh. Would you con- <laughs> who wrote <laughs> <you> consider- this? <laughs> uh, Andy Craig." Would you consider another match where the winner eats the worm from a bottle of Amigos tequila? Oh, yeah. If we had our own tequila, oh, man, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. I've eaten the worm many times, Boat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I was young. I need the money. No, I've eaten the mm-hmm. worm many times, uh, and the, but it's not it's not something I would like to do. But, I mean, I would de- I would definitely get down for it. Plus, I'm better at worms than you and the Brent. That's for darn sure. I, you know, it's been a while since we played the old worms together. It's such a shame. I mean, you want to talk about a, a genre that's been run into the ground. Uh, why they don't release a version of worms that essentially is, has the same UI as that tank game, you know, where you can get a ton of guys in there and go to town playing some worms. Yeah, because so that's what I want. They need a worm. You know, they've, they continue. Team 17 continues to release. They, they beat that series into the dirt. But you're right. They need like a massively multiplayer, like say 20 people version of Worms, you know, where everyone plays a worm on a team. That would be cool. But as yeah. far as I know, they don't have one. But yeah, I'd be down with that uh, big time. It's just like talk about the most obvious idea in the world and them not acting upon it. What are we doing, Team 17? Get it Trust together. me, if, if it was the TSI crowd, the Worms they want is like they want the version of, of uh, Rainbow Six Siege, the Worm version, where we just do that's what they would play. It's, but those guys are getting tough on me. I spent four and a half hours playing EverQuest last week. EverQuest, Boat. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. Oh, man. Jonah asks, is this three-second rule dependent on what surface you drop your food on? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You drop that thing on the kitchen floor, you scoop it right back up. You drop that thing outside on, like, a concrete surface, no problem. You drop it anywhere near a dumpster, leave it. Or in the litter box, near the toilet, on mud, Mm -hmm. on someone else's foot. These are all things. They can go go either way. In a hamper. No, none of that. No, no good. None of that good. 
Uh, Jonah, second question is, does anyone know what talcum powder actually really is? I know that Johnson, some sort of chemical I know, thing. I know that Johnson and Johnson, I heard this on the news, is going to stop selling its iconic brand of talcum powder. But I, I mean, I assume that talcum powder is made of talc, and talc is a this is like a powdered stone. That's what I think. Really? Isn't yeah. there, isn't there is there some kind of gimmick out now where a baby powder something like was carcinogenic or something? I think that's why they're stopping to sell it. That's, yeah. that's why they, they've seen it. It's funny because we used to, you know. Baby powder is a staple of pro wrestling where you throw the, cause you know, people, yeah, are, you don't throw, you throw salt, you throw the old powder and it, it mm-hmm. oh, the good thing is it stays in the air, you know? So that's oh, no yeah. good. Okay. And then when you're a baby, like, I don't know about when you were a baby, but like we used to, I remember when the Brent was a little baby, the picture of the little Brent, little tiny, the Brent, right? His little, uh, his little booty is hanging out. They would powder him up real good. You know, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. I got that kind of treatment too. Well, listen, I'll tell you what the the grown up version of that is the old gold bond. You ever throw the gold bond on there? Sometimes I'll tell you back in the days when I was running and playing tennis, you gotta have the mm-hmm. gold bond. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah. You yeah. think that's bad for you though? Gold bond? I thought that was gold. Gold bond is if gold bond's bad, I don't want to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Super Tech Boy asks, which host from the Amigos ARG or the Amigos stream team would survive the longest in a zombie apocalypse? Well, it's probably someone from the stream team because I'm sure, I, I don't know what kind of shape Happy's in, but I, he might be a, a good good guy. We also, uh, uh, 48K Ram, he seemed to be in pretty good shape at Boat Fest. You know, I mean, you got to think mm-hmm. me, me, Boat, and the Brent uh, we're not exactly what I would call uh, um, athletes. Yeah, and then of course I guess technically Hose he can he's not going to do it. He was on because he's on the stream team channel occasionally doing wrestling. So I don't see him getting uh, getting there. Uh, who am I leaving out here? Occasionally Hermsky's on the channel. He looks like he's in pretty good shape. Boat. Yeah. Uh, uh, so him. Uh, of course Frodo. Frodo would probably do pretty good. And if you bring in the TSI guys, then you've got a whole different slew of a crew there. I don't know. Well, got, I'm sure you've got more than a few preppers on the TSI side of things. What do you say? They're a bunch so. of freaks. You don't think? You <laughs> I, think I think Orom could win just because he's the trickiest of the bunch. I'd put him up there. Or Texas Foosball. You never know. Paco. No, not Paco. I don't see that happening. <laughs> Paco would charm the zombies. No. <laughs> No, he would be the first one to be eaten, trust me. <laughs> oh, so you're zombies? And then eat him. Um, let's see here. Chris Folds asks, as a spectacles wearer, I am in getting increasingly close to needing two pairs or varifocal lenses. I keep seeing the third alternative of laser corrective surgery. Have either of you considered laser surgery? You ever well, think about the old LASIK? Sure. And then I think, how would I pay for that? And then I'd stop mm-hmm. thinking about it because I got no, I got nothing. That stuff's expensive. My dad had it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's face facts. By the way, can you wear two pair of glasses at once? Is that a thing? Well, it's, they're called bifocals. Oh, he said. I thought he said two pair. I was like, I thought it was just or, or, I'm, or no. I mean, you can also. There's people that wear like a regular pair of glasses, and then when they read something, they take off those glasses and no, put on reading. I glasses. meant two at once. That's what I was. Th- well, you can if you're a real freak. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I was, I, my sight's not is not getting any better. It's not it's not getting better. Uh, and so, if lasers could correct it, and if I could some find some way to pay for it, but as many things are here in the states, uh, you can't just 
pop, skip gleefully down to the medical center and say, please, one LASIK, please, because they're going to be like $18 <laughs> billion. They're like, oh, crap, that's the end of me. So, and I don't get any eye coverage at uh, for this to the state. I don't know if you do or not. I'm guessing you probably oh, don't. Yeah. Oh, do yeah, you? I do. I get Did you get LASIK? Um, I think they would pay for part of it, but not the whole thing. But honestly, um, I like wearing glasses. I, I I wore contacts for a while, and I thought they were a real drag. They were. They like, are. I agree. Yeah. I just I mean, there's nothing wrong with popping on a pair of glasses in the morning. I would rather day. have hair than glasses. Oh, heck yeah, any day of the week. You know, I mean, if I had the choice, I, if they said, okay, you could not have glasses or have hair, I'd rather have hair. By the way, I would. there's a new hair technique coming down the pike, but remember, really? remember minoxidil, that old crap of the 70s, yeah. rubbing your head? Rogaine. Guess what? That crap works, but they were doing it wrong. They've got mm. it in pill form now, and it's legit really? supposed to be a miracle cure for baldness. With all that I'm said, it up right now. Uh, the. <laughs> Wouldn't be awesome if we both had huge, like, awesome long that's hair. A, that's the thing. When I get my hair back, I'm letting it go, man. I think I'm that's what's keeping us from getting, like, uh, 100,000 views. Like, you know, I mean, Neil can pull it off, but we don't have that kind of jack. Some right. people have to have the hair to get all those views, you know. But, the, yeah, I, Glasic, I would get it done if I had the money, I think. I don't like mm -hmm. lasers, but I'd, I'd give it a shot. Um, David Hearn Ryder asks... Best and worst CinemaWare game. The best is Wings, hands down. There's no question. Yeah, no Wings is the best. Worst, I mean... I have still have not played a lot of them. I've still never played Kings of Chicago. Well, I, yeah, they're probably... If I had to pick the worst one out that I can think of, uh, it's probably one of their uh, horror... Oh, I'll have to say, it came from the desert for the TurboGrafx <laughs> CD... Is a, is, a, is a level of bad that they crossed over into hilarious... So, I mean, I'm going to pick that. And also because that killed the company. I mean, dead. But, mm. I mean, they're, they're licensed out. Sports titles aren't like boxing and baseball, which was Bo Jackson's baseball. They just sort of slapped the TV sports label on. I'm not too keen on those either. But that it came from the desert. I mean, if you haven't played that for the TurboGrafx-16, I mean, that is... That's like an Ed Wood film that you play. And basically, mm -hmm. it's real bad. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that on your stream, and man, you're I'm right. bringing that back someday. Uh, Chris Folds asks, when was the last time you ate so much you needed to have a lay down afterwards? Um, last computer club, I made poor life choices. You, you, <laughs> that was, you're, you're, uh, uh, you're eating at that. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I've never seen you eat like that. I mean, you were unstoppable, and you knew I it, think was it was wrong. It was it was my first sober computer club, and so I was just I was I needed something. That was I your biggest something. mistake, right there. Yeah. And the thing is, um, there was nothing going on at that computer club meeting in terms of computers. <laughs> that punch right. out we played was fun, but that was we've got to get something going next time. That's evolving oh, computers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we've got stuff. We've got yeah. stuff now. So. But uh, yeah, um, that was that you. I've I, never seen I think you I eat ate like that. six pieces of pizza. And I ate a whole box of some sort of movie theater candy. Um, and then I ate some chips. I felt real, real bad. Yeah. You ate like, I mean, a maniac. And you're, by the way, your partner crime there at Chad, that dude could put away food too. That sucker can eat. Uh, I but bet. I'm a horrible fat guy because I'm more of a snacker. I don't just sit down and like eat like an enormous meal. I mean, I can, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but it's not something I do often. 
But probably the last time I had to lay down, because it'd probably be like Thanksgiving or something, like a holiday, where I'm just like, go mm. down, because I'm, so, I'm mm. beat down. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rocket says, I'm currently on holiday in Crete. Suck Ooh, it. Man. He doesn't actually say that. Does he say He says... <laughs> Is, is, is Top Hat Gaming Dude and this chick there with you? That, 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 that's not that gets where they hang out. What was your best ever vacation? Well, gosh, I said we answered this a couple times. I'm gonna, I always use the same two answers. The, when you went to Mini World in Canada, right? That was cool. Don't get me wrong. My, my, the last trip I just took with Luke, I really enjoyed that because I got to spend all that time with Luke, just me and him. That was a lot of fun. But... Our trip to Carolina Beach was a lot of fun. And I that was the first time I saw a different lifestyle that I could lead. And I think I dug it. You know, you're going to so, have to remind me everything about this because I don't know what you're. Well, I mean, about. it doesn't take much reminding. We spent a week at a at a, a rented home in, down in Carolina Beach, and in, in uh, uh, you know, was this coast. you and the Chud? Me? No, it was me, Tree, and Luke. This oh, was years okay. ago, and. It was a lot of just you live in a little area with a small town. You walked everything. You walked to the mm-hmm. beach and stuff. And there's not that much driving around unless you're going to go. And it, I like that. I like that because we can't do that here. That in West mm-hmm. Virginia, you're not just walking down to the donut place and walking to the. It's everything and it's anywhere. mountains yeah. and stuff. You know, I could dig that. I could get into that. And I felt better. You know, so I would say that vacation would be up there too. Um, I've had a lot of really good vacations. I've had, um, the, the one that comes to mind, probably the best one that I've had recently. I really liked when we went to France. It was just, it was a great mix Big of F. staying, staying in the countryside for a couple days and going to Paris and having like the ultimate, like a par- Parisian experience in the Airbnb that we stayed at where you literally like walked out your door and there were like accordion players and, and cafes and stuff like that. I mean, it was just a really, really great trip all the way around. Yeah. Um, very fancy. And so that's probably the best, the best vacation that I can remember um, recently. You're very um, lucky, but cause you've been all over the world. You're like, I've got nothing on you. You've been to all the big places. So when you say that's your favorite place, the vacation, that's saying something because you've been well, to Japan and Korea and all in England, everywhere else. You know, so much of it depends. It has nothing to do with where you go. And so much of it has to do with, like, just the, the quality of the sleep that you get while you're there, you know, and, like, the actual place where you're staying, if it's, you know, and so... Like it, all those things came together, and it just happened to be in France. Let's so, go really, say your trip out west uh, last year would be your favorite. That was that was the. I don't want to say it was the worst vacation because there were good things about it, but there were a lot of things that were not great about that. Vacation. You ate a lot that trip too. At least one day that that was the uh, that was the beginning of the end. Was the sushi beer ice cream combo then lay out in the, the sun left. for one hundred and fifteen? You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm glad you feel better. All right, thank you. Um, <laughs> Pixels at Dawn asks, "What's the thing that most makes you realize I'm older?" It most makes me realize I'm getting older. Well, that's simple. It's been on my mind a lot here in the past uh, six months. My memory uh, has been sliding, uh, and like I woke, I had a dream that, or not a dream, but I, in my mind, I was listening to this song. Uh, that I knew, okay, and I knew the artist. I'd heard it a million times, okay, and 
when I woke up, I couldn't remember the artist's name, and it and it was so and it drove me nuts. Uh, on this very show, I will say like I will re- reference something that I like off the spur of the moment that I know, and then when it's time to talk about that something, I I don't remember what it is. Uh, that stuff I'd hate. I hate it. I've never had a good memory, but it's now I'm starting to forget stuff that I've known my whole life, you know, and that is scary. Uh, a, a scary proposition. I'm trying to take measures to to hold off any really bad memory loss, but that is something I don't like. So that's when it comes to being old. Physically, I feel pretty good, you know, but that it doesn't. I don't like. What about you? Um, one of my, I mean, my main fear about getting old is exactly what you described. Like when, like, just oh, did my internet die on me? Yeah, yeah. Let's take a quick pause here, Bo. I'll- I don't know what that means. I that answer the that question means answer the question. When I went like this, that was the sign. But I mean, what what question? What are we talking about? About getting old? Oh yeah, the question. So, so you forgot it. You're losing your memory in your old age. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's my 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 biggest fear is like when I when I notice myself not being able to like talk and not have. You know, one of the things that I I I, I I'm happy about is when I can you know utter forth a clever retort. And um, when I'm not able to do that anymore, like, I want to feel like, man, like, what am I doing? And so that's scary. But as far as now, I don't have that. I don't have that problem. The wit's just as sharp as it ever was. baby. Oh, man. Thank God. Someone's got to keep this boat afloat. No pun intended. um, But I, 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 I have pains that I never had when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I'll be walking down the hall at school and I'll just feel like something twinge in my back. And I'll be like, oh man what's going on with that and then it'll go away today i was bending over i was i had to issue 65 uh instruments to sixth graders today so i was bending down picking them up handing them out and i got a real bad cramp in my leg and i was like geez what's going on with me so yeah that's how i know i'm getting old yeah it happens the best i was i'm knocking on wood i mean i still feel pretty good you know but i mean i'm i'm afraid things are gonna catch up to me and that worries me but so far so good vote um, let's see here. Uh, Net Surge asks, "What's something that you really resent paying for?" You want to go on that one? You know, it's a great question because sometimes I will buy stuff and I'll just be seething at the at the counter. Um, I think when um, oh yeah, here's some. I hate it when restaurants charge you for condiments. Like when you go to like a restaurant, like a sit down restaurant and they charge you like 50 cents for an extra cup of dressing or something like that. I hate being charged for condiments. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, there's a, so many things. If you've got a, a couple of hours, uh, I hate paying any sort of uh, state uh, license fees. I hate that. Driver's license fees, car inspection fees. It's all garbage. It's just money down the toilet. I got pulled over by a cop one time because he said I didn't stop enough when I was leaving the development. 200 buck ticket. That was brutal because it was a garbage pullover. That kind of pity pet garbage. That's the reason people don't like cops. That pisses mm-hmm. me off. Uh, I don't like paying. You know, Mothman. I was talking to Trees this week. They're having Mothman this year, right? They've moved all the parking to the to a, the park that's three uh, that's three quarters of a mile from downtown, even further, and it's on a busy road. And it's mm-hmm. ten. I know exactly where that is. It's ten bucks to park 
Okay, Crazy. but that's okay. It's a free festival. But in every other year, they'd have a tram that would take you downtown. This year, they just got rid of it. So they're going to have herds and herds of families walking down that two-lane road of death to get over to the Mothman. I hate that. The fact that I'm paying 10 bucks and then I've got to hoof it down that dangerous path. I hate that. That's garbage. I don't like that yeah. either. There's plenty of things. I could, places that make you have valet parking. They can bite me. I don't like that either. There's I'm all kinds of problems. Like and someone mentioned paid toilets. Let me tell you something. They had paid toilets here long ago, but they got rid of those because yeah, they yeah. learned that because th- the, the people that pay aren't the people that need to use the toilet. I can assure you. It's the people that have to clean oh. up the toilet. That's why they got rid of that crap. Parking meters. I hate those, too. They can, they can suck it. I don't like parking meters either. Sorry. Um... If magic was real, what spell would you try to learn first? Um, well, listen, I'm a D&D player. So the first spell you've got to learn is either uh, magic missile or cure light wounds. So I would go, to, I would go to one of those. <laughs> um, for me, I would do either invisibility or flight. Well, you're, yeah, but you jumped up several levels there. But yeah, yeah. if you could you pick any spell. one wizard. Hey, power yeah. word kill. That'd be a good one too. Yeah. You know, or the, also I like the invisible word. servant, you know, where that guy has to carry your stuff around and pick stuff up. I like those guys are cool too. That's pretty good. What levels that come in? That's early. That's early. The mm. unseen servant, you know. Mm. Because like I've that. been the scene servant for a long time. I want to see what it's like <laughs> that's why he served me. Um, Andy Craig writes, Microsoft Windows and other modern operating or software is pretty boring. What inspiration would you draw from retro computers to make them fun? Maybe cracked row loading screens with pumping tunes and BBS phone numbers to call. Maybe system notifications that are massive text formed by clusters of spheres with gratuitous amounts of zoom, pan, and rotate. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you like to have some Euro dance music that when That's you boot up Windows? Whenever I boot up Windows, I took a computer. Uh, that I had, and I set it up. It's right here. You can't see it. And it's always on chill dubstep female vocal music. All right. And so as soon as I come in this room, I turn that on. I've got these lights up here that change colors. I turn them to yellow and orange, all right, to get that kind of house feel. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing my part to make the laborious labor involved in putting together scenes for the show or editing stuff or doing research. I feel like I'm doing all that stuff in like a, a dance house. And so I feel like I'm doing my part to make the windows a little more exciting that way. Listen, c- crack row screens, that would be awesome. The problem is, uh, if you're like me, the early versions of windows you got probably had a cracked screen when you were installing it anyway, if not for the key generator that you used to actually, you know, legitimize the uh, windows. So I feel like I've done my part uh, many years ago. And even today, you can go buy those, uh, uh, keys off eBay for like a buck. So you're sort of, so we're still you're, sort of holding up the, the banner, you know what I mean? Uh David Hearn Ryder asks, did you ever play the punch buggy game in the car growing up? And if so, did you usually do the punching or get punched? So yeah. I, I was I'm the oldest of three siblings and so I was definitely doing the punching. Well uh we didn't I didn't have anybody to punch for a while. And then because I'm a little bit older than Brent. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so we didn't, I mean, I was with my buddies. They would do that, but that's not something I would normally have done. No, I, I wasn't doing that, but I know of it. Uh, Batman asks, 
opinions on the MSX. Uh, love it. Love it. Uh, uh, I would love to have uh, my own MSX. Uh, the library is vast and it's varied. And I love it because mm-hmm. it's a mixture of like old DOS, the Coleco, and like uh, old, and weird Japanese arcades ports. So it's, there's a little bit of like. It's a little bit of like uh, the uh, old Sega machines in there. Uh, I like it. It's a real odd bag, and and the variants, the varied software, makes it interesting to me. So I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the MSX is really the only truly cross-continental classic computer. Um, and by way of that, it's also the best. I mean, you're getting top quality releases from the European studios and the Japanese studios. Yeah. So to me, it's the ultimate computer. Like it's, I wish that I would have known about it long, long ago. And I wish that, uh, you know, I had one, especially the bit boy, the, the candy apple red bit boy. I love oh, beauty. That. And the thing about you, you nailed it by the way, with your explanation. I mean, you get a little spectrum even on there. You get a little, you get a little of the Japanese scene, plus you get a little of the European scene and you get the arcade ports, some unique mm-hmm. stuff. It's, it's a, it's a dandy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, asks, drinking age, 18 or 21, which is the better law? Well, um, <laughs> 21 is my answer. And the reason I say that is, uh, I think, I, I, I don't think people are responsible enough these days to drink at 18. <laughs> I don't think I was either, by the way. Uh, I think if you're a military guy, you could drink at 18. But if you're a, a citizen, because yeah, they're I would always say super responsible. No, but they're overseas and they're also putting their butt on the line. If they want to drink for beer with their buddies, I'm okay with what it. What about if you're a cop and you're 18? No, God, no, no, no drinking. Listen, it's a it, it's a double it's, a double standard. It's you got that right. It is, and really, I don't think anyone should drink at eighteen. Because I mean, is everybody that's in the military overseas putting their butt on the line? What if no, you're stationed in? Germany? Listen, there's for years there was a mil- the military age for drinking was I different. Know, I'm aware of the laws, and I'm so I, I'm question. not saying I'm not saying yeah, I'm all for it, but I'm saying I'd be okay with that. I'm, it's still not great because I mean, plenty of military idiots go out and get drunk and do dumb crap. But I mean, I can. I'll give them that, but I mean, I would say it was tw- it should be twenty one. Uh, you know, but that's just me, and I've got my reasons. I'm not going to go on a big diatribe, but I would probably r- go to twenty one. I I I'm, I think eighteen. I think if you're an adult, if society says you're an adult when you're eighteen, you should be able to do anything that's legal. If not, then we need to change the age for being an adult to twenty one. Yes. I, I mean, yes. I, everything you said, I agree with. Uh, Paul also asks, guns or no guns, which is the better law? No guns is say, better. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say no guns always beats guns. The, the problem is we we can't just go to no guns because we've right. got zillions <laughs> of guns. And like I said, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's we, we've we over the years, but we've talked about the gun question a few times. And, and we both have the same answer. In this state, around here, a lot of people got guns. Everybody's got guns. Uh, and if you said, okay, no one has guns anymore, it's not going to fly. It just isn't. And so we're in a bad spot with guns. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I don't see it being mended anytime soon. So we'll check the yeah. deal with it. 
Pajaco6502 says, many computers and consoles have been all the rage lately. What system would you like to see a gigantic version of? And how big is it going to be? Um, a gigantic version of a console. Well, I'm trying to think what the what the smallest console that I ever had was. How about an Ouya? That's like uh, that's like ten times as big, big big square thing that sits on your desk and is utterly worthless. Uh, I don't think we I'd need love, a Maxi. I'd love to see a classic all-in-one Macintosh that's about three feet high that has working floppy disks and internals. I would you know, love that. Just like take it like, ooh, and push it in. What you do, but I get, I'll, I'll take it a step further, right? Because you're talking about the Max have the built-in screen and everything. Right, right. What you do is you make it arcade cabinet sized. You know, yeah. like put a riser on it. And <laughs> there's no control panel, just a floppy thing and maybe a keyboard. Yeah. That's and you, All the game's mouth control only. With a huge you would get over. You'd be featured in all the magazines, Boat, if you had one of That's those right. uh, sitting in your house. And you keep it black and white or monochrome. You don't put the right. color one in there because that, that's right. too much, you know? Right. Um, he also asks, what, Pajaco also asks, what are your thoughts on root beer? He says oh. he loves it, but many Brits hate it. It's good drinking. Uh, now, I it, love root beer. Root beer, yeah, let me tell you something. Uh, you're, you're, the Brits may not be tasting the best root beer because there's a big, big uh, variance. Yeah. And yes. some people yeah. don't like, I mean, roots, root beers are almost like entirely different drinks from mm -hmm. one another. You know, some mm -hmm. people like the really hard, like harsh root beer, and some people like a mm -hmm. real sugary root beer. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like Pepsi or something. I mean, it's right. There's a huge variety of root beers. So some have a little tinge of vanilla in there. Mm -hmm. So, but root beer, great. I love root beer. Yeah, me too. Eeyore four zero seven seven says, "Should Brent let us keep our porch kitten? Lexi and I have named him Squeaks." Yes, absolutely. What's what's one more? That's the way I look at it. I, I'm with you. Good name. Um. Kit asks, being from the country, have you guys ever owned power toys like motorcycles, four or three wheelers, boats, etc.? Is that a thing in West Virginia? Um, we are from the country, and uh, it is a thing. Four and three wheelers are definitely a thing. In yeah. fact, I in in my subdivision, almost on a nightly basis, there's a cavalcade of various ATVs, sport utility vehicles, dirt bikes that make more noise than should be humanly possible that ride around in my neighborhood. It's legal around here to just drive them on the roads. Not yeah. on the interstate, but on all the other roads, you're good to go. So you can drive them. Mm. Uh, you don't see them be three-wheelers anymore, uh, no. boat. But the four-wheelers, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Boats. I mean, boat had a boat, so yes. Uh, yeah, uh, my neighbor has a boat. But motor boats, like for fishing and stuff, bass boats, there's tons of them. Tons. Uh, uh, so that's a, that's a thing. Uh, and really, even stuff like uh, uh, off-road vehicles, they're for like they're strictly for like pushed up to the mud or something like jeeps and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's tons of those or trucks. Yeah, uh, people are into Big that. Jacked stuff. up trucks. Yeah, yeah, but I've never owned anything like that. Have you? God no. Are you kidding? I mean, I got a jeep, but it's not like I mean, I did. Right. I, I pulled both Brent and my dad out of the uh, creek this week because they got the lawnmower stuck down there. I don't know if that counts as off-road fun. With a that's that's the extent of it. There's no hill climbing or any of the crap. Stu or S T E dash W S T W asks if you were going to design a game for an eight bit machine, what genre would you go for? What elements would the game contain? I'll tell you what I would do. I would design a game very similar to the C sixty four Rogue game that just came out. 
Oh, boy, somebody in the chat, please tell me what the name of this game is. It's called like, I say it's called like Tiny Dungeon or something like that. It's a really, really fun, simple roguelike game. I would do something like that, except I would give you an element of persistence that when you died, you'd still die, but you'd get to keep something that would allow you to become a little bit stronger. Kind of like, uh, you know, well, like a lot of modern rogue games are like that. But I think that sort of mechanic would be totally doable on an 8-bit machine, and uh, and um, and it would be really, really fun. You know, and maybe there's a ton of these, but I ain't never seen one uh, on a classic computer anyway. You could probably make me look like a dork. I played this game. I got on Steam. We played it on ARG where it's like, and I never thought I'd play one of these, but it's like a card game where you go through this like dungeon. You go through play like... That's yeah. it. Slay the Spire, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just cards. And then there's a little cutscene when you have the fighting. You've probably played it. I don't yeah. see why you couldn't do something like that on an 8-bit. That'd be a so lot of fun. What you're describing is exactly what I dis- what, what I did. I know you didn't realize that, but that's a it's a roguelike card game that gives you a little bit of persistence in between plays. Yeah, that's well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. You're right. I, yeah. It's exactly. It's it's funny that we were done on the same wavelength because I wasn't paying yeah. attention to what you were saying. Because I was trying to think of the name of it. Uh, but yeah. uh, and and you're right. Uh, the, the card, like, what's with the cards? You could put those on those old Apen machines. Like, uh, mm-hmm. put them in those high res modes, like a Spectrum or something. You could have the cards laid out. Uh, and do some really neat stuff. Uh, even Absolutely. like you know, some like Pokemon battle type type games. You could you could do, use that same philosophy. Uh, I play Pokemon uh, with Luke with the card, you know, and it's just cards. It's just cards. The, the mm-hmm. rest of it, the animation and stuff, you don't have to even fool with it. You can just have a little something happen, and then you know, man, move on. Right, right. Um, and thank you, Pajaka. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Rocket suggests just for in your own personal edification, listener, that Rogue Book is good too. I will be checking that out. Uh, Super Tech Boy asks: Now that competitive Excel is an esport, which I didn't know, which business application should become the next esport? Excel is an esport. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't see that when that was all over the the tech news. No, you've got I must people have, making like competitive pivot tables and stuff. Well, okay, uh, man, that's some man, that's some pocket protection grade geekery right there. Those guys were geeks. It was uh, on ESPN, according to Mitsuyama. Listen, what about competitive speed typing? How about that? Uh, okay, you know you and I'll, you know what you do is you take like uh, um, what was that game on the Dreamcast, Typing of the Dead. You get right. that? There you go. Get something like that. I, mean, I would make it nerdier to fit in, though. You know, you could take the zombies out and put. I don't know, have a boss screaming at you. This isn't done. This isn't done. Instead of the zombies, you could you could get in there and go to work. So that might be kind of fun. Some kind of competitive typing game. I was thinking about competitive PowerPoint. You know, like how does that work? Yeah. Is that judged? That'd be- yeah, it, it, who can put together you know like a, a deck the quickest? Use the most Comic Sans. What might be kind of fun um, for PowerPoint is like have hidden topics like you have to draw them out of like a hat or a bowl and then mm-hmm. it's a judged event and you get to look at your topic for about a half hour and get, and you have to get the slides together from just whatever you got handy and then whoever has the b- most competent version that's your that's your winner that might be kind of you're fun. only allowed to use like the basic clip art package yeah like and also you have to incorporate drawing. a song in there of your own <laughs> devising get you know something like that put a little right, twist right. on it and uh, Super Tech Boy's third question of this month, which video game character do you think you are most like? Hmm. Um, 
you have a thought on that? Well, whenever it's whenever I play video games, I'm always wanting to play people that are better than me in some way. Like if I had to play somebody that was like me, I would be like, "What am I doing? This is this, this sucks." That's well, that's something. You know, <laughs> I'm in a couple video games, uh, so technically, uh, uh, I don't have to even make a guess because I could just say I'll be. I'm just like the guy. That's in uh, 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 the game that's out there. In fact, you're in a new game uh, that, yeah. we're gonna, that we're going to be playing here soon. In fact, here it is. I still haven't opened my envelope yet. I'm waiting to, I'm waiting to play it. Uh, but if I'm going to say, if I'm anything like anybody, I'm going to say probably, I kind of, I'm sort of like Bluto in the Popeye game. I feel like. You're not evil, though. Well, <laughs> who says Bluto's evil? They're fighting over a woman. You know? Mm. So think about it. Here's Bluto. He's he's uh he's been shunned by a chick. All right, she moved right. on to another dude. Right, and right. now that Bluto is kind of upset about it, and the, here's the guy flaunting in his face. It's not Bluto's party. Wants to beat the crap out of this guy. And I feel I I can relate to everything I just said. So yeah, I'm gonna pick him. I think that's great. I wish that I came up with something that creative. I'll have to think about it some more. Um, Mitsuyama, our final question: Who was better, the Three Stooges or the Marx Brothers? What do you think, Aaron? Man. Okay. Both had different iterations. Uh, both had a, one charismatic leader that was always around, Groucho and Mo. Uh, and but the difference is, I mean, the the three stooges were sort of put together, you know, and the Marx mm-hmm. brothers, they just did their shtick. They were the Marx brothers. I mean, I love the three stooges. All right. I, I, and if you're gonna if I'm going to sit down and watch something, it's going to be the Three Stooges. With that much said, uh, like I think Groucho Marx is like an all-time classic character, like a guy. Like he was mm-hmm. super clever. If you ever watch uh, his old game show, like yeah, this is your life. He was or no. so it's like, what's my line or something like what's that. My line, that's right. Yeah, he was so sharp mm-hmm. and so quick, right? And it's a different type of comedy. Okay, because mm-hmm. it's off the cuff. I love that. I love people that could pull that trick. And so Groucho is a personal hero of mine. I mean, I just love him, and I and I like some of the Marx Brothers stuff too, uh, the movies and stuff because they're funny. Uh, uh, but I like the shorts from the Stooges. So if I've got to, if you're gonna put my feet against the fire, I would say uh, uh, really of all of them, I, I really do like Groucho the bunch. So I'm gonna say Groucho. I respect him the most because of how quick and clever he was. But in terms of entertaining me, I like the Stooges more than I like the Marx Brothers. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. Uh, if if you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to say everything that you said. I admire words, you know, and I admire people that are quick. And he, the, I mean, the way that he, like, uh, on that show, the way that he responds to people, if you read stuff that he's written, not just, like, his one-liners, which are also hilarious, but, like, I mean, just, just, I mean, it's, 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 I would call him a comic genius. I mean, right up there with anybody, with yeah. anybody. I, I mean, um, Don Rickles, there are some guys that have that, are so quick on the draw, that you and the thing, what Groucho did on top of the fact that he was quick, he could also write comedy, he could yeah. perform comedy, he could do the little dances, the vaudeville stuff that the comedians do. But I mean, a lot of guys could do that, and of course, 
Groucho's act and the Stooges, for that matter, were honed with thousands of live performances over the course of his life. That's that's why those vaudevillian guys are so incredible because they they literally it's not like the old wrestlers. They literally performed every night, three shows a night forever and ever. Even when they were big mm-hmm. stars, they kept doing it to make that money. And so that's how he gets so sharp and so clever, you know. And and that's a a lost art form. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that that's a great place to end Ask the Amigos. So as always, if you'd like to ask us a question, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Amigos podcast and uh, join up. You can be part of our Discord, which is full of tons of conversation. And you can ask us a question on next month's Ask the Amigos. Until then. Adios. Adios.